Welcome to the XR Magazine podcast. I'm your host, Diana Olenik, and on this show, we dive into the cutting-edge worlds of XR, Web3, and artificial intelligence with the brightest minds in the industry, bringing you exclusive insights and game-changing conversations that will revolutionize your understanding of the future. We're pretty excited today to be speaking with Jason Harrison, who is the founder of Mix of Reality, an XR consulting and education firm. He has been in tech for over 25 years and worked with companies from the Fortune 100 to the corner shop, as he claims. He is a Unity certified expert and Unity certified instructor. He loves to help individuals and teams level up and prepare for the XR future. The conversation of today is very interesting because we are talking about Vision Pro and the new systems that are required to build for Vision Pro because Jason is an expert in the field of XR. Also, we're going to be speaking about all these opportunities that are happening and how the future of XR is looking like in his own eyes, seen through his expertise. I can't wait to begin. Let's do it. Thank you so much, Jason, for being here today. We are super excited to hear from you. We know that you have a lot of active presence on LinkedIn and people is very excited about your work. We want to learn today more about you, of course, Please let us know, how did you get started in this field, in the tech field? Um, well, I'll try to make this part of the story short because it actually goes back to the time that I was a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it came down to this. I had a little bit of money in my pocket and I went to my aunt who worked in Silicon Valley at the time and said, hey, I'm thinking about buying a computer or a guitar. And she said, buy a computer. And that was really it. <laughs> so ever since then, I've been, I've been writing code. I, you know, the, when I first got that first computer, there was no internet. I had to learn from books and, and, uh, you know, and had to learn, uh, from books and sort of on my own. And, uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm self-taught, uh, almost through and through. And, uh, ever since I got that first computer, I've been trying to make it do things. And, uh, and now I do that with Unity. And with XR, and I couldn't be more excited about that. Yeah, that's amazing. You have a lot of experience with a company. I believe it's called Zeal. Zeal, oh, yep. Yes. And uh, please let us know about, maybe not particularly uh, in, in that company, but in the industry now transitioning to XR. How did you feel that transition from maybe traditional systems or that you were working in the tech industry now with XR? Yeah, well, so it, there's there's a couple of parts to that. One is, you know, I started getting in, I started learning computer programming because I wanted to make games. And then I started learning Unity because I wanted to make games. But my career has always been in business. And so, uh, you know, as XR caught uh, more and more steam, um, I think I did my first AR workshop and first AR application in, I think, 2016 or something like that when AR kit became a thing and you could do augmented reality on your phone with Unity and things like that. And, and I just really 
see a lot of potential for, especially for businesses to take advantage of this immersive technology in lots of different ways. Um, there's of course a lot of fun ways to do things with it, a lot of game things too. But, but since I've spent most of my career in business, I think a lot about how, how businesses can leverage this technology as well. I mean, I was on, I was doing, uh, you know, technology before the internet was a thing. And so I was there when companies went from, hmm, I think the internet might be a fad to, oh, I need to have a website. You know, I was there yeah. for that transition. And I think we're in a similar place today with immersive technologies or spatial computing, as Apple has called it, <laughs> where businesses are looking at it saying, I'm not sure. And pretty soon they're going to be saying, I need that. And so I'm really excited about that. Yes, for sure. There are so many interesting things here to touch on. By the way, I like to bring a little even more context that this conversation that we're having today is of equal value for starting developers as well for businesses, because we're going to explore a little bit of those two point of views and also value that can everyone can have there. So speaking about businesses, what we have seen sometimes is that it is a little bit, for the same reason that you just mentioned, sometimes difficult to portray the value of XR, especially when not every single business has implemented this type of systems. So I wonder, what is your recommendation or how do you approach those particular situations where businesses still don't understand and maybe they don't, they, they want to jump when they see more traction? with other businesses doing the same. Yeah, I think I think right now we're still in a stage where we need to show them. We need to demonstrate these things for them. Mm -hmm. um, part of it will come from their competitors jumping in and them seeing their competitors grow from, from making that decision. Um, but in other cases, I think it's kind of our job uh, the people who are in the industry now to create these experiences and take them to these businesses and say, Hey, you could be doing this thing, right? And, you know, one easy one, I think is in a sales process. You know, there are a lot of businesses who have a difficult and lengthy sales process because they have to uh, create some sort of rendering. They've got to draw up a picture of a thing before somebody will buy it. Well, yeah. now with XR, we can do it live, right? We can bring our devices to their place, whatever that is, um, and, and demonstrate it in real time and let them see this, this, uh, you know, a great example. Uh, I saw just today a video of a person who, um, created an application to visualize a remodel of their bathroom where they had tore out a shower and now it's just, blank framing in their house. And so they created uh, an application uh, in probably Unity, but I don't know for sure. Anyway, um, for their uh, Quest Pro, they put it on their head and now they're able to place a shower in the spot they want to see it and see it through pass-through. So they're seeing their bathroom and this new shower, changing the tile and all this other stuff. That's a that's a great example of the of the ways that businesses are going to leverage this technology as it becomes more accessible to them where you don't have to be a programmer to do it um, and things like that. That's that's a simple example, but I think more and more businesses will will be doing that almost automatically within the next few years. 
-hmm. That's super exciting. And you actually put the specific example that I talk a lot about because I like design, interior design and, and architecture. And I was having these days a conversation with an interior designer here in, in Winnipeg where I live exactly about that. So in the process of creating an app, we've discovered these type of things as well at the moment or when you businesses actually get this headset, they really understand what it, what it means this because yep. it, in a sales process, for this type of technology is pretty difficult to convey the value of this through an email or yep. right or a photo even it's pretty difficult it's an experiential yep. type of yep. product that needs to be focused or approached like that to actually show the value so yeah it seems creating the experience in the same way as in architecture happens creating a rendering first is right now the anchor, the, the first anchor. But I also feel or intuitively I can see that maybe over time this is might start to change because you also mentioned you maybe at some point might not even have to code, right, to that. Right. I like to get a little bit more of that aspect that you say, where do you think that the technology is going or, or why do you say that? Because it gets pretty exciting. Well, part of the reason that I say that is because I think for, for wide adoption within businesses, it has to become that way. Um, you know, I think about back when I used to sell websites back in the, you know, early 2000s and all of a sudden every business had to have a website. What is the most popular web platform on the planet? It's WordPress. Why? Because you don't have to code anything in WordPress to make a website. And I think in the same way, we're going to be, uh, we're going to have to create tools and, and, uh, devices and, and user interfaces and things like that in XR so that businesses can capitalize on this technology without having to hire programmers, without having to be super techies, because let's face it, most business owners are not techies and don't necessarily have techies on staff. Yes. Um, so, you know, we have to make these tools work for them in order to have wide adoption and acceptance of this technology. I am very excited about that, that really you're speaking out about this because in the past also, I even was able to share how in today's world we can create an app for a business, a business app without coding. An app, like the business can run their store, everything without coding anything. So there are these type of platforms out there. I suspect the same is going to happen with XR applications for businesses. And that's where creators as well, this is when it ties with developers, can see opportunities to create very functional, very practical, solution-driven, right, opportunities to capitalize on this. What are your thoughts about that? I agree 100%. There's a lot of opportunity uh, for for developers, for companies who are in the space to create these things. Because let's face it, in the near term, it's going to have to be a concierge experience, right? I'm going to go to a business and say, I will make an app for you because right now 
that the tools are not widely available. Uh, and frankly, there are definitely people working on this problem. So I know it will happen. But for today, it still takes uh, somebody going to a business and saying, hey, I know you don't know what this is, but I've created this little demonstration to show you what can be done with your product um, and I can make this for you. And uh, so it's going to be, you know, a little while before everyone just accepts that that's a thing. We have to teach them in the near term. So there's still tons of opportunities for uh, early moving companies and early moving developers um, to to help businesses get acclimated to this while the rest of these platforms are being built. Yeah, it's just that it's an evolution process. Thank you so yeah. much. Yeah, so... Jason, you've been in the industry for more than 30 years, and I'm pretty sure, as you mentioned initially, you've seen many transformations in the industry happening. What have been some of the most profound transformations and what maybe could be ones that you're foreseeing to come? Yeah, that, that's, uh, that's true. I definitely have been around for a long time. Um, you know, I think the thing that the, the cycles that we can pretty easily see uh, if, if we look at long enough period of time is that uh, during the early adoption, things are expensive, things are difficult, uh, things are, you know, the, the making making new things requires finding very specialized talent and things like that. Um, and then after a little while, systems get created and, and become more accessible to a wider audience. You know, WordPress, again, is a great example. There was a time when it was very expensive and very difficult to put a website on the inter on the internet and then come along WordPress and things like Squarespace and so forth. They, they make it much more accessible. Um, and I think we're in a similar pattern with XR where, you know, the early and, and, you know, it's just now gaining more popularity, but literally this has been around for over 20 years. Um, people experimenting and, and trying to bring these technologies, uh, forward. Um, but we're still very early and we're still in that point where things are a bit expensive. Talent is a bit specialized. Tools are a bit specialized. Hardware obviously has challenges. Um, but we're going to see all of those things resolve just like they did with the internet and other computing platforms where, you know, they used to be hard and now they're not. XR is going to be the same thing. Uh, and I, and that's why I'm, I'm very excited about it right now. Because anybody who we can sort of shepherd into it is going to be a part of that process and going to be a part of not only of the of the creation of all of these things and the creation of these tools, um, but also a, a uh, be participating in what could be a very lengthy career as well as this technology continues to mature. Yeah, that's that's uh, right. It's uh, going to be, you know, like, in terms of the profound transformations or changes, there are going to be amazing things. I am foreseeing, for example, maybe some potential interesting infuse their aspects with artificial intelligence as well with extended reality, where we might be able to say inside an extended reality experience, create a button for designers or create and and so then through this system we could cut significantly the process of the creation that right now we're undertaking. So 
So I foresee that that is going to be an amazing opportunity as well, where now I guess developers learn at the same time than all the systems for XR with Unity, but also Unity itself recently disclosed the integration that they are having as well with artificial intelligence systems, which we are, we are waiting access for that even like myself, I'm waiting access to, to that set of tools. So what, what are your uh, thoughts about this, uh, this uh, fusion of artificial intelligence with these extended reality systems? Uh, yeah, you know, um, we've already seen proofs of concept of exactly what you're talking about, right? Where somebody, uh, currently mostly they're typing a prompt and then a web form will get generated or something like that. Um, but there have also been a handful of people who have made, uh, voice to text to, you know, basically use their voice to make a prompt and then have that prompt return a, uh, some sort of a output. Um, I think, you know, it's not going to be very long before we have, you know, the sort of Star Trek, uh, holodeck experience, um, where we say create this and it's like sort of real life looking, uh, experience, but, um, it's still a little ways away. And I think there's still a lot of time for us to, uh, work on mm-hmm. the technology that's going to make that happen. I think there's also going to be, um, there will always be people who, um, who want to have more control over it. Like, you know, they want to have their hands in, in the gears, if you will, and they want to write the code and they want to create things by hand. That's always going to be a thing. So I don't think that we're going to be replaced entirely by AI right away, but, um, uh, but it's definitely a part of what we're going to be doing. Um, you know, I use chat GPT right now as a collaborator, you know, for, for lots of things. You know, I can, I can basically tell it what I'm trying to accomplish and it doesn't really matter the subject. It can do most of them, right? Uh, I tell it what I'm trying to accomplish. I ask it what questions it has in order to help me. And then we have a back and forth conversation. And I think more and more of that is going to be a part of our development process. Uh, when we're making things in Unity or other tools, it's going to be a part of our learning process. Uh, again, you know, it, it's a, it's, it's tireless, right? The AI doesn't get tired, right? You can ask <laughs> it all the questions you want and it'll give you all the answers and you can tell it that's not what I'm looking for and it'll give you different answers. And so, um, our, our potential for learning new things and creating new things, I think is only going to be increased by AI, at least in the near term. Yes, for sure. I recently read an article where it had a very long explanation of how at some point artificial intelligence is going to be able to code anything and create anything. And so then this article is a source of a little bit of concern as, as well as it is for designers because now it can design anything for developers. What are your thoughts about this? Uh, it's true. Um, there's also a meme that's been going around, uh, and maybe you've seen this and I'm sure many of your audience have seen it, but it says something like, um, in order for AI to be successful at creating a product, it has to be able to understand what the product manager is describing to it. So as long as that's the case, developers jobs are secure. <laughs> <laughs> so because that process is, 
you know, it's a back and forth. It's not, it's not as simple as make a blue button. Like, yes, you can make a blue button, but is that actually the problem that needs solving? You know, yeah. that's part of what the human uh, mm-hmm. element brings to it, right? We ask different questions. We, we explore what's, what's the actual problem to solve, not do you need a button? Whereas AI will very happily provide you a button that may not actually be what is needed. And so mm-hmm. I think as long as there's, um, and granted, computers will eventually learn to do this as well. I'm not, I'm not uh, pretending that that's not going to be the case, but at least in the short term, I think that the human and AI partnership is going to be what accelerates and elevates a lot of what we're doing, uh, at least for the near term, um, until the AI learns all the things. Yeah, I'm, I'm super, I've, I've been a lot, like spending a lot of time trying to understand more and more the systems and, and the commercial systems that are there already, not necessarily the back end, the machine learning, more advanced technical stuff, but at least testing the stuff that is happening. And I can see how for design as well, it has a lot, a lot of potential to help, to aid product designers, creative, creative directors, designers of all kinds, architects, engineers. It's amazing what it can do. And rather than being afraid of that technology, of course, the invitation is always to actually let's make it part of our toolbox. Rather than no, I'm not gonna bother with that. If it can code better than me, I don't, I don't, I don't want to even touch that. I want my hard skills, but it's it's good. It's good to have a sense of what the technology is doing right now, at what level we are, and how we can incorporate it. So that's the invitation there. And definitely, I believe that you have been maybe through different challenges trying to help people in XR, because I know that's one of your aim, your core, like helping people in XR. What have been of the most biggest challenges and how you've been able to, to help them, you know, to, I know it brings you a lot of joy helping people, you know, to understand and, and work with XR. It really does. Um, I'm a very, very strong advocate for people to jump into this industry um, and into this technology. Um in fact, right now I have a, a cohort of people who I am basically coaching, uh, but we're we're uh, working on uh, every one of us has committed to spend 30 days just trying to get better and better and better. Uh, and so um, it's been a lot of fun to help those folks. And, and I think that for at least for me in, in that context, the most challenging part is that everyone is starting from somewhere different. And everyone is headed to somewhere different. So they have a different goal or a different target. Um, and so, uh, you know, it's, it's been fun and challenging to help them where they are, uh, and to help them get to where they're trying to go. But I've been very, very pleased with the feedback so far, um, that people have for being part of that community. We have about, uh, 38 members, um, who took me up on this offer because I wanted to do it too. I wanted to, challenge myself to just try to do something in XR every single day in unity. And, um, and they've been very, very happy with it. Um, I think that the most challenging part um, in general, because I work with developers or people who want to be developers is, uh, is that people have already invested in a certain technology stack, for example, maybe they're a web developer right now. 
and they want to do XR, but they don't want to start over with that investment. And so sometimes I do work with them to say, okay, you already know these other things, just add a little bit of unity and you have kind of the whole package. So I try to help them see that they're not so far off. Um, mm-hmm. And then for people who are brand new to technology, like they're, they're a blank canvas and, and uh, you know, they just want to do all the things. And so that can be challenging too, because XR is such a broad field, trying to do too much and trying to learn too much makes you, you know, you have a little bit, you have a very diverse knowledge base, but uh, and not really an ability to kind of see a product or a project all the way through yet. So I have to try to help them narrow in their focus a little bit so that they can make good forward progress. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Thank you so much. That's definitely the case. We also see that very often how new people, although they can have, you know, the blank canvas as well, it might be overwhelming to say, okay, I'm going to create something for augmented reality, or I'm going to focus in virtual reality. And, and, and those, those ones are also branches of many things that can be the learner or that you can become specializing and mixed reality, which takes me to the last, one of the last questions and also interesting because it's happening right now. <laughs> Maybe you know what I'm going to ask you, but it's related with the latest spatial computing <laughs> device released by Apple. So just to put you in context, I'm an Apple person. Even developing with the Oculus Pro, I, co- I kept my MacBook, my iMac, I'm all about uh, Apple. When I discovered that they were going to release this uh, device, I was excited because I am also as well in the process of improving my creation skills in XR, design and development. And I love to maybe create an experience for the Vision Pro. But because you've been so much in the industry and we actually acknowledge a lot of your expertise and you've seen many devices and technologies happening throughout your life. I wonder what are your particular thoughts about that particular device? Well, I, like you, am, am a pretty avid fan of Apple products. Um, I've got an iMac Pro over there and <laughs> iPhone and iPad and all the things. Yeah. Um, and and part of why I did that, uh, why I invested in, in those tools was because of AR kit was because Apple brought augmented reality to us, you know, and a mobile device, uh, you know, like I said, in 2016, 2017, something like that. And um, so I've always been pretty confident that by investing in that ecosystem, that eventually it would be worthwhile and they would have these other uh, spatial computing devices for us uh, to, to uh, experiment with as well. I'm frankly very excited about it. Uh, I really um, want to see more of the specs. I want to know how much onboard storage it will have and things like that. And whether I could potentially replace my desktop Mac and just use that device. Um, I know they demonstrated it being used with the MacBook Pro, uh, you know, on a desktop and kind of integrating with that. But I'd love to just replace it entirely if I could. Mm-hmm. Um and so I'm very excited about it, but I also think it's a different, it has a different intention. It has a, it's a different platform. It isn't trying to compete with the Quest Pro or, or the Quest 3. It's a different experience. And that's what Apple does is they bring 
sort of what feels like a familiar device and they apply a completely different experience uh, to using it. And I think that's what we're going to see from them. You know, historically, they weren't about the enterprise. They they were, you know, barely about businesses in general, really. Like a lot of their products weren't intended for businesses in general, but very focused on businesses that were about experiences. And I think that uh, the Vision Pro is an experience device that's going to kind of introduce us to a new way of of computing, a new way of experiencing a lot of different things, media, certainly. Um, but I don't know what the path will be. I think it'll just get better at doing that. I don't think it'll necessarily try to be, you know, the VR gaming headset, for example. I don't think that's their intention at all. Um, but I do think that making it, making software for it will be very exciting. I'm looking forward to it. That's super, super, super exciting for me also to hear from you, an expert in the field, because I, I also experience in the products that I've experienced for several years. I kind of understand what is what you mean, because we understand it from the design, from, from how we work with these products and how the, the thought process that they maybe they used to make it, why it makes sense for these engineers or designers that they created. So the product. So I'm uh, also excited about exp experimenting with this and seeing how it um, unfolds, right? How evolves that being present in that journey is pretty interesting also for a professional, as we know. So we're uh, also trying to see ways now and educating ourselves better and better to see how we could also create an experience there. Because uh, that would be just as developers got excited when the iPhone get, came out and were able to put their experience or their app in the store. So this is what we are up to right now. And I believe Jason is an amazing person to help inform developers and businesses as well in these processes, how, how they can not only jump into XR, but how they can get better informed in how to this like from a, from an expert. Jason is a Unity certified expert and Unity certified instructor. And as we know, also for the Vision Pro, this is going to work well with Unity as well with their own proprietary systems. So uh, Jason, I'd like to know right now if you could share where people can reach out to you or how, how people can contact you in case that they, they need to discuss uh, one of these opportunities with you. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for that opportunity. Uh, I've really appreciated having this conversation with you as well. Uh, if people want to connect with me, they can go to my website. I have a very simple website. It's at jasonspatial.com and, uh, connections to my LinkedIn are there, uh, email and other things. Uh, and if, and if anybody listening is interested in, in potentially exploring the next cohort of, uh, this kind of coaching program I'm doing, that's at letsbuildxr.com. And they can they can uh, fill out a little form to express some interest there in the next one. So um, either of those places I can be found certainly on LinkedIn, um, and uh, I use the same profile picture everywhere. So hopefully that's identifiable. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Thank you so much, Jason. We definitely had so much fun learning from your point of view, from your experiences from your own ideas that you have of how this is going to evolve and your input that you have very, very strongly in the industry and all the help and value that you bring to aspiring developers 
already developers and businesses. Thank you so much, Jason, and uh, see you in the next episode. Bye for now.